And we all want to be part of something new. And then this new evolution, maybe it's going with newer brands, newer thoughts, newer ideas, newer way of selling, buying, attracting, marketing, etc. If we open ourselves up to all these new ideas, some will be technological based, some won't be. from Essex. It is the 7th of June and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $36,500. One dollar will get you 2,743 sats. Oh, God, all righty. You, 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 know, um, you know my wallet, right? Yeah. It's been hacked. Impossible. This is user error. And, and uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it is, Can I right? finish the rest of the intro? Before yeah, go on, we, sorry. We <laughs> I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Tony Blair, Tony with his grey hair, oh, waving <laughs> through the air like what? he just don't care. Tony Blair, <laughs> Joe Mamet. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Tony Blair with the mullet. <laughs> so, listen, we've been we've we've not we've not done a podcast for a week, so we're all out of kilter a bit. The sun's come out. We've Brilliant. got a little bit lackadaisical with it, and um, yeah. So my apologies to all you listening, hundreds out there who want to get the insights into Joe Mehmet's mind week in week out. <laughs> yeah. How are you, Joe? How, I'm really good, mate. Been? Yeah, it's been really good actually. You know, talk, talk about Tony Blair Mullet, right? Yeah. Uh, about three weeks ago, hmm. um, I, I saw I had a client. Yeah, she. I want to. I want to go and do her hair at home, right? Um, hmm. She's a big, big sort of like um, casting director. Anyway, um, her daughter, um, Lily, Daisy, sorry, lovely, lovely girl, like sort of 14-year-old, really cute little girl, mm. very smart. And she wanted a complete restart. She wanted a completely new look. Okay. Right? And I said, yeah, because you know I me, mean, I've always been known to be scissors happy, okay? I said, yeah, let's go for it. I said, what should we do? She, she showed me a picture of what she wanted. Obviously not like that because the picture was like a, a 70s hairstyle. Sure. Guess, what, guess what a hairstyle was? Was it the Farrah Flick? No, it was a mullet. This no girl, way. right, wanted a mullet. 14 year old. Right, exactly. No, no, guess what's true, right? I've got a picture of you on my phone. Yeah. Um, which I took afterwards. And I said, go for it. I didn't sort of say, oh yeah, oh let's not do this, don't yeah. do that. Like little hairdressers would do it. I said, let's yeah. go for it. You know what let's you got to do here it. is you're 14 years old, don't like it, cut the back off. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. So I proceeded to do a mullet that I haven't done since 1980. <laughs> yeah. Thing, Listen, that that is a trend, growing trend at the moment. What I've discovered with my clients is a lot of them have gone for a real haircut. You know, for the exactly. first time in six months, they're like, yeah, let's just go. Let's out with the old, in with the new. Well, you, so, took, yeah. you, you took the words out of my mouth because I've been reading the latest trend now is a mullet. It's is a mullet, mullet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With today's variations. And you know what's also coming back? Not the perm. Yes. No. Yes. Well, the mullet and the perm was... You know, the Kevin Keegan, right? <laughs> exactly. This is yeah. late 70s. This late is 70s. When, this is the decade I was born, you know. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Again, yeah. so the young generation, I mean, I know we can sort of talk about all these um, issues that society has got with the woke society, right? But there's mm. another trend. 
and there's always been two trends in in every decade right? there's always been two trends the yin and yang or the the the, um, mm. the the white and the black type of thing the the zen and the sort of um, the yen type of thing and and there's another trend right which is so imaginative so creative right that they're forgetting the whole norm about you know so perms are damaging their hair this and that they're just going for it i mean it yeah. is absolutely brilliant I really this and this little girl right I actually learned something from this little girl's mind rather than like you know you can't say this you can't say this type of thing which is what the, today's um, young generation preaching to us right mm. but here's a girl who's all 14 years old thinking independently you yeah I mean? this is this is and I was so chuffed. this is the decade of the individual mate it's yeah. never been easier for the individual to get their own personality brand out there on a worldwide it, stage it, exactly it? Ex exactly and you know like I said to her like you know look now that you've done it I and mean, she was really happy right and, and mm. I I'll tell her parents that like, she's a brave girl in the fact that was her hair long to begin with Joe? yeah was i swear to really god it was as long as your daughter's you know daisy and evie's yeah. hair you know well past her shoulder you know right down towards yeah, the halfway breast down line. the back yeah you know halfway I mean? down the back yeah at least that's uh, really interesting i mean i've noticed another trend as well where um there's this trend coming over from america and obviously one of the young pop stars billy eilish you may have heard of her joe uh, are you actually you probably haven't anyway but she's this young girl um rose to prominence on youtube she's grown out a fringe and now she's got curtain bangs curtain bangs is essentially your farrah flick yeah from the 70s well, so you know there is people that have had had short hair during lockdown that have grown it out and they're experimenting with styling their hair so i think opposites yes. i think the trend that we're seeing if you've had really long hair you want to go short if you had short hair before lockdown you want to grow it out and go long so well i think we sort of said it before to you right you know it's, it's a whole new brave world out there right uh with the way the way we see the world covid restrictions all these kind of things how can you look at the world right with the same old look you can't yeah, no. you have to look at it with a new eye, haven't you? And We've then, got to define the new era for sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, and if, you, if people saw still, I mean, you know, I, I mean, my, my my niece and in all these sort of top sons are still doing the same old, same old, right? And they're they're, mm. they're moaning because they're not busy or whatever, because mm. they're not looking at the world with, with a whole new uh, new look, yeah, new, new eye, new, new lens, new, new lens, For, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so what crazy. you're saying, Joe, is embrace the mullet embrace change um well, if you feel the urge to go for something just go for it well like, no, don't see, resist yeah. well see the thing is right it, you know let's let's talk about fashion right and fashion and how it, how it, it um develops okay it, it always develops from a theme doesn't it you know and, and uh, let's go to the the far faucet flick with which was the um, mid 70s they became the mullet right and then the 80s became the really short like um the demi moore type of cropped hairstyles i mean i don't we i used to call it the ero cut because we used to cut right above the ears like you know what i mean mm. and that's what i still call it and again right the mullet right will, will sort of take this center stage now for a, for a summer period obviously it's gonna be a summer look and then what's gonna happen a new look right will be you take the back off don't you you know, so you've got the full fringe, the full fronted look with this all like sharp, sharp um, over the ears haircut and the back would just come off. And mm -hmm. then 
you, you grow all that out again into a short bob. So the bob sure. will always come back in, but it will go through various stages to, to get to that stage. So the long hair look is completely out. And it, it's quite interesting because my niece, right, I was with my niece over the weekend, and as she knows the problems within her industry is that though the salon she works at, right, is a fantastic salon, and, and we all know the salon, right, it's, it's got a good reputation. It's not a strong cutting salon. Right. And that's where the problem is. She's realising that is a problem because it's not okay. coming out with sort of like inspirational work coming out. It's the same I'm yes. saying. Yeah, so I understand what you're saying here. So you're saying, so the paradigm that shifted because of COVID, yeah. there's this line in the sand now where people are getting back to work. They've seen all their regular customers. A lot of their regular customers are coming in. They want something different yes. in order to define the new age, the new era we're in, right? Yes, yes. And a lot of these older salons have basically regressed back into just doing the same blow dry, the yes. same one length trims, yes. Yes. you know, doing long, wavy, you know, ballet. And they've, they've slipped back into doing exactly what they was doing before. The lockdowns all came in. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so what's going to happen to these salons then, Joe, if they don't understand that the trend has changed this quickly? What's well, going to happen? Well, think? look, people, people like you and me will, will always be in demand. Hmm. You, you know what I mean? And, and, and anyone who thinks like we do, in, in, in if I, you take the opportunity, you just do it, um, will, will, be, will be in demand. And cutters... So oh, fearless. So yeah. it's like fearless. Like yeah. I mean, because you and I have spoke about this a lot. About you know, we're we're fearless. We don't care if we lose a client because it gives us opportunity to fill that space with somebody else, right? That's right. Whereas there's a mindset where salons are trying to keep everyone safe and not trying to offend anybody, and they're trying not to push the boundaries because they want to stay in their little safe zone, their little safe bubble. Mm. So they just regress into what they were doing before. Whereas the appetite of our customers are new you know it's change it's let's do something different let's have a new experience mm. let's yeah no i i, I yeah. see where you're going so yeah so the, the paradigm shifts change really quickly and they're going to be left behind right unless it, they figure that out it, it, exactly and you know and i was i was looking at the um i was we, we talked about it right again the amazon salon you know because i was i was on the amazon salon i was talking with my niece right we, and, mm. and we discussed our future salon the future salon, this is well before the Amazon salon came out. We took we discussed the future salon will have no receptionists, no juniors, blah 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 blah, right? And mm. don't go through whatever. And that's exactly what the Amazon salon has. It's got none of these um, add-ons that, that, that you don't need it in today's world, right? So basically speaking, you go in and go through you, them then. What go through them? What don't you need then in today's receptionist? Salon? Okay, yeah. Don't need Why? telephone. Yeah, telephone. I've always you, said telephone destroys you, the atmosphere you, 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 you of the salon. You don't need juniors. You don't need cleaners. You don't need coffee machine. You don't need services, right? Okay, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So we can, I can go down the whole list of what we don't need. And, and the Amazon salon does exactly that. And, and all they're doing is just hairdressing. You know, the hairdresser agrees to client. They, they have a chat on the, the smart mirror about what look they want, which is very dangerous because 
the, the, the hairdresser has to replicate what's on the smart mirror. Sure. Yeah, let's focus on the positive, though. Let's not go down the gimmick, because yeah. we, yeah, we all exactly. understand that those are gimmicks, because you and I both understand that a client consultation should be done face-to-face, right? Exactly. Not, not via a mirror, so, so not via is, a, right, a picture. The positive yeah. is, right, client comes in, hairdresser greets the client, hairdresser deals with the client, and the hairdresser takes the client out, okay? Yeah. What about shampooing, though, Joe? That's what I mean. The, the hairdresser does everything. Right. Takes the you know, meet and greet, shampooing, yeah. styling, payment. And thank you very much. You know, goodbye, sure. see you next time. So, so that's one hour. So that's a one-hour appointment. Well, it has the hairdresser's be... got to do the shampoo and everything, and it's yeah. going to take him another 15 minutes Well, it to has get to be prepared, as quick right? as possible, hasn't it? Right. Sure. You, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't fluff around. Which is what no, that's right. But for consistency point of view, you know, you're going to want an hour for a cut because yeah. you've got all the COVID restrictions and you've got to, you know, disinfect the space every single client. You know, you've got extra time there, right? And, and who's best to do that, right? It's the hairdresser because yeah. you know, you, you know, it's you got to do it yourself because that is the most trust trusted person in the salon. However, but saying that, you know, you're removing, because you've not got the receptionist, there's no need to, like, pre-book or upsell to the client while they're in the chair, because all that can be handled while they're in the chair. Well, that's right. That's it, saving five minutes, isn't it? it that's, At that's the end right. of the appointment. And you, you're dealing with the client directly, which is yeah. what it's all about. And then you focus on what you do best, which is what I was sort of saying, which is hairdressing. Right? Which and, is hairdressing, but more specifically giving 100% focus to that client yes. right there at that time. Exactly. So you, yeah. you, your mind is free to expand your um, skills, if, if you get mm. what I mean, right? In the fact that, let's do something different. You know, do you know what I mean? And, mm. and I don't know about you, Rob, but no two haircuts the same. All right? This is why I, I, I never believed in this competition that we... We talked about brief, briefly about so the the hair just to the, the barber is because no two haircuts are the same. It, it, it doesn't matter how hard you try and practice practice, there would never be the two haircuts the same because you're talking about. You've a, got a different variable every yeah, time. A fracture of a millimeter. A fracture of yeah. a millimeter will be a minute. You know, one hundred millimeter difference is a different haircut. Okay. Sure. So, so again, so you can work on those. Um, those imagination because you know from my point of view when I was working mm. uh, when I was behind the chair was now I, I I could do a bob in, in 10,000 variations of it you know what I mean mm. yeah. uh, and it's the same technique but it always looks differently to everybody really, really. sure it was cool yeah no I understand what you're saying from a technical point of view but I think what preempts all of this technical cutting and all of that is the simple germ of the idea of having courage and conviction to actually suggest and do something new for mm. the customer to create right. that impact. Yeah. Because like you say, in the consultation, if you're happy to go along with what your customer wants, then you're not providing them any difference. You're not giving them that impact. No. If you're Think about if you're just trimming them an inch off and the next time they see their family or their friends and they go out, they're not gonna. Their friends aren't gonna notice them, and then shower them with compliments about how great their new hairstyle looks, which is the gift that keeps on giving. Because your client goes out 
with a completely new style. The next six people they see for the first time with a completely different haircut are probably going to boost their ego and say, wow, I love your hair, it looks great. Well, can we, so it's can, a gift that keeps on giving, yes. right? By, by, by having that fundamental conviction right at the beginning of the haircut, let's do something new. That's right. right? And, and, and the mind has to be free to do that. You, yes. you can only do something, right, if you've got no pressure on you. Okay? Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah, you, having fear, yeah, having no fear, yeah. you know, whether that client's going to like it or not, that removes the pressure, right? Yeah, yeah, you could lose a client, but what is that at the end of the day? So that's what? an opportunity for there, you to There's like else. 7 billion people on this planet. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. So, so your message, your overarching message to everyone is let's... Let's get creative, right? Yes, and, and it is a fantastic opportunity now. I mean, look how wonderful the weather is, right? You know, mm. the girls are out, the boys are out. Everybody's, everybody's happy. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Except... I just dropped my missus out, out on the beach, actually, down, uh, down in sunny beach. South End. There is hundreds of people. It's Monday morning. There's hundreds of people on the beach. There's dozens of people all, like, paddleboarding. You know, it's great seeing everyone back out in the open and smiling and enjoying the weather and all that stuff. You know, it really it really changes your mindset exactly. to forget about the last 12 months, about well, how rubbish it's been. Yeah, exactly. You know, obviously someone's going to mind about it's too hot, the earth, the earth is dying type of thing, right? But, you know, but that's just a minority, you know? Yeah, just... yeah, you ignore those idiots. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're um, yeah, they're... Uh... They're just prophets of doom, aren't exactly. they? And, and I think we have to switch. Which is why, you know, I, I referred you to being Tony Blair this morning. You know, he is the ultimate prophet of doom, Tony Blair. I don't know if you've seen all this, what he's come out with just recently. Well, about the jab. About the jabs, how yeah. he's saying, you know, all te- there should be a segregation in the, in, the, in the workplace. You know, there should be two classes of people. There should be the, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Tony Blair... Get stuffed. Exactly. You're an idiot. No one trusted you 20 years ago, and yet you pulled the wool over everybody's eyes 20 years ago, and you went to that illegal war in Iraq. You know, you've cost deaths to this country. Why? Tell me, Joe, why is mainstream media and the BBC giving this person oxygen? Mate, why are they promoting Tony Blair? That is exactly my question. I yeah. do not understand how this country the media actually gives this guy any credit whatsoever. Yeah. You Let know. me go through um, Tony Blair's CV, shall we? 189,000 direct war deaths, which don't include the hundreds of thousands that died due to war-related hardships. 134,000 civilians killed directly. 655,000 persons who have died in Iraq since the evasions, uh, since the invasion that would not have died if the evasion, invasion had not occurred. Four and a half thousand US and UK service personnel killed directly. 150 reporters killed. 32,000 troops killed. 2.8 million people who remain either internally displaced or have fled Iraq. Nine billion pounds the cost of UK military operations on war in Iraq. Tell me, Joe Mehmet, all of those numbers, is Iraq a better place today than it was then? Far is the Middle it. East. Far you know, it. talking talking from someone that emanates from that part of the world, um, would your Muslim or Islamic brotherhood concur that Tony Blair did a good job? Far from it. No way. Well, 
there's, and yet we're going to take advice on how we should all live our lives going forward from this point. And yet Tony you, Blair, are you comparing me to him as well by calling him Tony Blair? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just comparing the fact that you probably divide opinion. Yeah, no, as well, well like no, Tony, no. Listen, Tony I mean, the, the, the thing is though is that he, he, he wanted a war, right? He wanted a war. That's without we, we a doubt. He wanted a war, and he spun it. Him and his um, right hand man, Alistair Campbell manipulated his conduct country and America and and the United Nations the, the whole or anybody that that agreed with him right he fooled them he convinced yeah. them all right yeah. and and yet this guy actually I, I I hear people actually walk out of a room when he's in the room you know what I mean I've, I've heard mm. stories where they walked out of a restaurant when he's going to a restaurant you know, mm. how could this guy actually look himself in the mirror and say, I did a good job? I mean, how... In, no, how... I agree with you. I agree with you. Anyway, let's not get, yeah. get uh, yeah, bogged yeah, down exactly. in the politics at all. But everyone at home, stop watching the BBC. Stop watching Sky News. Stop reading these antiquated it, newspapers, which are all being sponsored by the big pharmaceutical companies to run their adverts. Let's ignore it. Let's all go outside. Let's all go to the beach and let's have a little fun. In exactly. Our lives. Stop be, be, listening to the prophets of doom. You know, what I mean, I saw like, um, you know, I think it's just a happy world. Yeah. Do you ever listen to Radio Four? Right? There's, there's a program no. called um, <laughs> a Thank no. You. No, no, no. But you know, sometimes when you're driving, right, you don't listen to a DJ if you're like, you know, just you know, blah blah blah. Uh, there's 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 one pr program called a Thank You um, channel, right, where mm. people saw like, you know, say you did me a favour for like 50 years ago, right? I never think I never got a chance to say thank you. You go on the radio and say you tell a story and say thank you, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And it kind of reminded me of a, of a world where the world was a much more happier place, okay? And it's sure. a bit, bit, if you've got time, I'd like to sort of share it with you, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's a nice story. Um, I, was, I, was, I went to Le Mans, you know the 24 hour racing, uh, Le Mans, right? The, the Italian yeah. France, me and my friends, okay? And, and these are on my bike, so. Is it a sad story? No, it's, a, it's a fantastic story, mate. It really is okay. a brilliant story. In, okay. in the 80s, that happened. Go for it. It's, can you take the music off then? <laughs> <laughs> Just setting uh, it up. Yeah. Um, you know, when, you know, we got to, we get to the, um, to Le Mans, right? We, we camp, um, we camped our, um, our, our tents and everything, our bikes and everything. And there's all these people. It's a, it's a big get together like Europe. Like, you know, there's, there's people from all walks of life, right? And, um, you know, here I'm top London hairdresser with my friends on a motorbike to the campsite, you know what I mean? With a bit of a track type of thing. And um, anyway, so you go, we went into town in the, uh, in the evening because the race, we see the start of the race, right? It's a 24 hour race, right? So you go into town. And um, anyway, so like looking around, there's a lot of bikers, there's a lot of motorists, you know, everyone's admiring each other's machines type of thing. But also, there's another gang, group of gangs there, right? That wants battle with you. So because we're English, they want to have a burn with us. You know what I mean? There's this sort okay, of French, yeah. Spanish, yeah, Italian. camaraderie, right? Yeah, exactly. A little bit of competitive yeah. nature yeah, between exactly. nations. And, and yeah, we, so there was our gang, um, ringleader, right? Well, not ringleader. A leader of the gang, right? Terry. And you know, when mm. Terry, when I joined the gang, right, says to me, you know, it's like, there's two things, Joe, right? If you don't, if you can't keep up, we don't look behind. Right, that was his, that was always his uh, motto. 
If you can't keep up, we don't look behind type of thing, right? So you've got to keep up all the time. So you learn to be a fast rider, at, you know, at this point. So, so we got this group of um, Spaniards, and we're on our bike, and we're just racing through these sort of country um, lanes in in, uh, in the middle of France. Right. I hope now, he's not doing anything unlawful, Joe. Remember? Well, you, you weren't breaking any speed the, limits. The speed were limit was at twenty miles per hour in those days, right? But what year is this? This was about eighty, eighty-six. Okay, so 86. so no dangerous speed cameras no, or any exactly. modern technology like that. Exactly. And um, anyway, but you, you you're driven through France, right? In in the middle of the night, There's nothing's open. You know, the motorways, yeah. everything's empty. open, right? But yeah, in the everything's country, empty, yeah. everything's shut. Anyway, uh, so shock to my horror, right? My petrol runs out. My bike runs out of petrol, so I put my reserve in. By the time I kind of sort of put my reserve in, they're all gone off. Yeah, so nine bikers went whoosh in 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 the, in the, um, in the into the night. You know, what I mean, I think shit. Yeah. I have to I have to get myself back home. Well, back to the to to the campsite. So I see these two little kids playing right in the, um, you know this little town. I go. Mon ami, mon ami, gasoline, gasoline, benzine, benzine. Anyway, this little kid, right, you know, in his sort of like um, French and my pigeon French, mm. I get me going back on my motorbike and he's tapping me on my left hand, like, my shoulder, right, so left turn on my left shoulder, right turn on my right shoulder, like, you know what I mean? So he's telling me, so blah, 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 yeah, we, we went through these little um, roads. How old was this child and did Pretty. you then get um, convicted of kidnapping? No, no, no. This is when the world was nice, Aaron. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This is the story. <laughs> sure. No, I understand. Right? Anyway, so this kid that takes me to his, um, to his petrol station, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. It turned out to be his uncle's um, petrol station. In, in, in this little town, like a little hamlet of a town, right, in France. Anyway, so the, the guy comes out, you know, and he fills me up. I give the francs. This is well before the Euros, right? And I said to him, thank you very much. You know, I can't help you enough time. He goes, don't worry. I said, look, I'd like to take him home. Right? He goes, yeah, 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 take him home. And so he told um, his, uh, his, um, his nephew to sort of like guide me to his house, right? So he guides me to his um, house, right? And we parked outside this massive wall, Aaron. You know, when I say massive wall, I'll never forget it. Was that it was like a castle. The doors were like a double... Double fronted, big, sort of like cast iron doors, type of thing, right? Anyway, he knocks on the door, and the door opens up, and there was this massive courtyard. And this is about 9, 9 13 in the evening. And guess what they all get, get prepared to do in this courtyard? Don't know what they, about slaughter a feast. Pig. No, well, they probably did. Um, <laughs> um, a feast, Aaron. They were having right. about a feast, right? And they invited me in for, to the feast. Here I am, right? Greasy biker from London. And I'm yeah. joining this whole family, you know, talking about sort of 20 odd people on this table, massive long table, in a courtyard, because the weather was nice, this is about June time. And yeah. um, no one could speak English, I couldn't speak hardly any French, and yet I drank their wine, I ate their food, I had, you know what I mean? The only thing I never did, right, was to like shag their daughter or something like that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God, you didn't have to go there, I'm just sort of saying, right? They were so hospitable. They were so yeah. hospitable, Aaron. To a stranger, technically, who just rode in on his superbike. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just completely, right? You know, and I had to go, because this is about midnight at this point, you know, about 12, 13, 1 mm. o'clock, like, you know. And I had to find my way back to um, to, to the racetrack, which really wasn't going to be a problem, because there's road signs everywhere. But, you know, and I had a full tank of petrol. But I had to get back to the campsite, you know what I mean, where, where my tent was. 
and um, you know what I just couldn't it was very hard to say goodbye to people who are genuinely nice to you do, do you know yeah, what good I mean? times though right yeah. that was good times you know what I mean and yeah totally so 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 we've got to get back into embrace this culture right exactly. of just getting outside and just being friendly to exactly. everyone exactly you know and that's what I'm trying to say right you know the world is, is such a, the sun's shining everybody's happy everybody's nice Excellent. And, and that, that story, right, just kind of resonated with me. Yeah, it's a lovely story. Thank you for that visual, Joe. Yeah. Anyway, can we move on? Yeah, sure. Sorry about that. Can we move on? <laughs> Thing. Right, I actually want to discuss, you know, what our podcast is about, right? It's about yeah. embracing technology, making it work for you. Um, using technology that doesn't use you, right? Yeah, so yeah. you're getting um, some value out of it. So obviously you heard me on the last show talk about Robert Labetta essentially talking about Go Salon, right? And they were talking about the Amazon Salon. Now I've got a few clips here, Joe, that I want to play to everyone. And I wonder if like, we could just talk about it maybe a little bit. Because I've had obviously a few marketing meetings over the last uh, week or so. And it's been really, really powerful. But anyway, let me just play you From this. From a retail point of view, and I know, uh, I think there's a guy, Aaron Dorn, oh, I, who I know very well. Yeah, he's got something called Go Salon. And he's creating this app now where rather than holding all your products in the salon robert that you, yeah. you would remember you that that's a huge I mean, it's, it's stupid it's to me it was the stupidest thing having hundreds of products in the salon boom so that's the first point right so yeah. on robert labetta he's a guy who's obviously very famous in our industry superb and yeah he basically is talking to dom lahane and you know that was that was the first bit obviously my ears pricked up when i heard that because he actually mentioned me by name which was really nice of him but anyway let me go on to the next clip we utilize technology like i said i'm not i'm a bit more technophobic i'm more of a purist but there are so many people who could help grow our industry we just have to get the right people in their heads together there you go getting about you again but talking about me again, isn't Amazon, it? Getting the right people involved. There's a lot of mistrust in that. I think, no. I, whether you like it or not, Amazon is one of those companies that eventually will rule. You can either fight them or go with them. It's a choice that you want to make. But our industry was founded not just on products, not just on selling products. Our industry was founded on the craft. There you go, boom. So there's a couple of points there, Joe, I want to dive into. What Robert says about craft, craft first, I think is so valuable and it's so important, what he's saying there, uh, because he's, he's reiterating what you know, you've know you said on the first few podcasts. We've got to get back to basics, mm. right? Well, see, the thing is, right, well, a hairdresser was always forward-thinking anyway. You know, it, it, the way I was taught, taught, yeah, well, educated, you know, through my apprenticeships, and I'm sure Robert Liberto was that. You, you have to be progressive in your thinking because we were trendsetters. We we didn't follow orders. We didn't follow guidelines. We didn't follow instructions or something. We a client came to us, and we mm -hmm. had to lead our client. You know, from the minute they sit down to the to the minute they walk out, and. And they have to have complete trust and faith in us. Obviously, that's paramount. But we we were actually the instrument that they they wanted. You know what I mean? They didn't yeah. want um, a product shoved in their face. They didn't want um, advice on uh, on how to deal with things because they, in those days, right? People didn't wash their own hair, Aaron. You know? Do you know what I mean? They didn't do this. They they went to the hairdressers once a week. 
twice twice a week and then became yeah to, to the elites right, right every day like you know I mean, these blow bars mm. 18 20 pounds so they became lazy but the hairdressers lost his role as well and but going back to basics will actually sort of mean that we are actually taking control again of the clients where with that's what robert robert saying right that we lost control of all that because we've been brainwashed by the product companies by mm. salons having to upsell downsell whatever whereas the, yeah the, the, individual the conveyor belt the conveyor yeah. belt like pack them in yeah. get like get through as many as possible you know I, I mean you can make more money from a you know from a hairdresser do, looking after one client then you could do selling 10 shampoos because mm. you know think about it right you know, yeah ten, no absolutely yeah know, no absolutely you know what i mean and, and i think that's where that's where the industry has lost itself and I, what, what what i believe is robert saw saying right is to embrace technology so that it works for you like you always say yeah. it works for you without losing focus on your client as well because that's where a lot of salons i think the last 10 years 15 years have lost so much of it not every salon i would sort of say i think there's still one or two salons which is still out there that is sort of like customer focus when i say customer focus right as in cutting I'm a cutter. Mm. Robert's a cutter. You know, we, we are stylists. You know, I mean, you can't call yourself a hairdresser if you can't change your hairstyle. You know, if someone says to you, yeah. I, want, I want this, I want that, and you can sort of say, okay. You know, you listen to the client. You just, not a slave, but you just... Uh, Joe, is, is there someone snoring in um, your room? It's my can, dog. I can it's hear my, snoring. It's my dog. It's my, it's my pug dog. Can you leave. kick them fat <laughs> chumbawambas out? Snoring <laughs> in the background of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For God's sorry, sake. I'm surprised you got sensitive ears, mate. Yeah, I can, I can hear someone. I'm like, it's not me snoring. Who's snoring? It's Duke. Go away. Go away. Unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, going back to your point. Um, yeah, so... Again, right? You know, a hair—you can't call yourself a hairdresser if you can't do these things. You know, if you're just worried about selling products, selling, selling, uh, doing the basic, mm. basic work, right? You know, you're not a hairdresser. Yeah, I, I, I guess as well what Robert's saying as well is the nonsensical nature of becoming a product salesman. We're not product salesmen. We're not really. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are. We are hair salesmen. We sell feeling good we don't right? sell we do that's the difference though. well we no do. but yeah no but that but in a in a very coarse way of yeah. saying it we sell feeling right yes you can't put a, you can't put a price on making someone feel happy yeah do you know what i mean yeah. you can't put a price on it you can't no. say oh today that's only worth you've only provided me 10 pounds worth of happiness you know and the next day you've provided me a hundred pounds worth of happiness you know, so it is very, very difficult to context, uh, conceptualize like the price of a haircut, right? Yeah. But once again, if you're focused 100% on making your client feel amazing and a million dollars, now whether you're using technology to help you facilitate that, that's irrelevant, right? The client's always going to come back to you because you have the ability to make them feel great. And that's 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 all we can do, Aaron. It's, that's all we can do. And Amazon will learn that they don't need uh, the hairdressers. Don't need Amazon. Amazon need the hairdressers because um, hairdressers are the original influencers, right? Mm. Well, and and this 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 modern shift of styling trends, all of that, they all begin 
with the stylist, don't they? The yeah. stylist and the customer. Like, there's no other, there's no other transaction that will occur after that unless the person goes to the salon first, right? Yeah. So I think that's what people need to understand. Their value in this whole, um, in this whole ecosystem is. We create the value by creating something out of nothing right. right at the beginning. And, and that is exactly what a hairdresser is all about. I, I, yeah. I, I saw, I've done it myself, right? You know, I made, me, I made women cry. I make men cry, you know. I'm, I don't, I'm not saying they're mistakes. You, you make dogs fall asleep as well. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I'm, I would never say I made a mistake, right? Because it's a sure. decision that I sort of took and I sort of went through it, right? If they're not happy, they're not happy. All right, that's that's yeah. that that's that's the the sad part of our business at, um, at times, right? You know, you yeah. deal with something with great intention, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work out. You know? Yeah, you look. There's all there's always a risk of that, but if you stay in the middle, if you keep diddling in the middle, yeah. and you don't create anyone's high or create anyone's low, then you're just you're yeah. you're not going to be exceptional. Well, you know, you're never ever going to create. Well, that that loyalty well, between you and that. your you customer, get, you right? will get found out as well, which is where we are now, yeah. which is where COVID has destroyed uh, the confidence yeah. of the industry. I'm not sort of saying destroy the industry; it destroyed sure. the confidence of the industry. Because yeah, again, right? If you, if you look at the Instagram, the Facebooks, all these sort of like social media, they all do the same work again. You know, the back mm. uh, the uh, not the back cover, the the balayage, the back the, shot, the, yeah. the back shot yeah. with the color and the wave. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like how many of those can you swallow? You, you know, know what I mean? mean? And, and I, I remember when I used to be behind a chair, right? I really, really use a back mirror. Right, yeah, sure. it was the front that sold it. All right, you're back. going technical again. I I'm want not, to talk more technical. like I'm, I'm going to talk more say, foundational and I talk more like philosophical. About no, I'm just sort things. of saying, like, that's what sells, right? It's the yeah. you know, it, it's you know, it's what you do sells, not what you can do, you know, just to back sure. off. Uh, yeah, it, like I say, there's probably no, there's probably not that many hairdressers that listen listen to this though, is there? In terms of like from a technical perspective, like we're talking more like philosophical. I, I think that um, I think hairdressers do, do want to be that because they're, 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 it's it's in our remit to sort of say this is I love to get hold of a hair, just chop it all off, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's a great feeling to do that and to go sure. to do something, you know, with it. You got you okay. Got, I got another selection of clips here. I want you. I want you to listen to. Why do we have to go with that? They stop the major brands. Perhaps in this evolution, this changeover, it will be accepting the fact there's lots of small brands out there, and we all want to be part of something new. And in this new evolution, maybe it's going with newer brands, newer thoughts, newer ideas, new way of selling, buying, attracting, marketing, etc. If we open ourselves up to all these new ideas, some will be technological-based, some won't be. But the Amazon salon and the model is there. We have to accept that. There you go. Another, another shot. Another, another death. Robert is killing. He's but no, but he's killing the fud, isn't it? Because I've seen a lot of people online that don't like Amazon. They think Amazon are coming in and taking over the hairdressing industry. No. And it's like, but but we've got to relay those fears. We've got to shoot those fears down, because all they are is they're bringing trust from a retail perspective into it. And what have salon owners told us for the last 20 years, Joe? So they can't sell because it's cheaper on the internet. That's and right. they're basically, you know, Robert is essentially saying here, you know, all of these new ideas exist. 
we got to embrace them and it's new everyone wants something new so unless you're working on a new way of working in your salon and a new paradigm and a new way of doing things then your customers are going to get bored very very quickly and they're going to go and find that new salon that's right that does provide all of these new ideas and these new technological right, advancements and new way of doing things because it's 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 people's um it's in their dna to be inquisitive isn't it as well like, yeah mm. to try something you know because you've been to Islington, haven't you right yeah. Um, you know when you go to Adria Troop Station, there's a big, big building right, with um, Sophology there. There's a, there's a, it used to be Jack Willis and this big restaurant, and a, a Sophologist took that over a lot a few years ago, right? Mm. Now that's becoming the Amazon supermarket. No way. So Amazon, uh, yeah, so no, Amazon are basically they're they're R and D in loads of different um, high street places, aren't well, they? Well, th well, this building right is a standalone building. Okay. Mm. Now you're surrounded by Morrison's, uh, Waitrose, Marks and Spencer's, Tesco, Sainsbury's. You know, you know, we are surrounded by all these supermarkets, and Amazon opening up in this uh, standalone building, and guess what is it won't have that every other every supermarket's got. Well, no staff. No staff. Wow. No staff, Aaron. Yeah, but the point is, Joe, hairdressers are not in danger of that. Are they? So hairdressers will still be on the high street for the next 10 years yeah, because there's no danger service. of robots coming in being able to cut the hair. That's right. So, and, and that's right. So do you, do you, you shouldn't be scared of Amazon. No, okay. we shouldn't be. Exactly. Amazon right. are not here to take over hairdressing. They're not. I do believe one day it will, but in the next 100 years or so, no. Right? Yeah. But but um, but the interesting thing is, is that, you know, I'm... I mean, it's, it's a very young, trendy, silicon sort of roundabout type of environment. So I was, yeah. I could sort of see a lot of people using the um, Amazon supermarket, really, yeah. without, without going, without using the other supermarket. Well, look, uh, right, let's analyse what the Amazon supermarket is going to give the man off the street. What's the USP? You go in, there's no queues. You yeah. pick up the stuff, throw it in a basket, walk out. It's just going to save you 10 minutes. Are you going to go to Tesco's or over the road, you know, the little 7-Eleven, where there's a queue of, like, 15 people? Well, I must admit, I mean, there, there is advantage to Tesco's to Amazon. I mean, at least I, at least I can get my lottery ticket at Tesco's. You don't have to pay. You don't have to get your credit card out and touch the card machine. No. Do you know what I mean? You're just in there. You're out. I mean, you're, Amazon are hacking the supermarket experience. Let's face it. Um, they're they, hacking it aren't but at the same time right, the local supermarkets won't disappear because Amazon won't stock everything right no they're not going to stock I mean, everything booze I don't think they no. can, I don't think they'll be stocking booze no well whether whether they do or they don't no they can't you know, I mean, they, they, they'll figure it out they'll figure out what they need to sell you well, know they'll see what trends they'll no, see what it, people it, it, nip it, it, into an Amazon salon for most people that uh, go Amazon into a supermarket, supermarket. They, they buy booze cigarettes you know lottery tickets aspirins and things like that right so sure. I think there will be a few things that they won't be able to sell purely because yeah. they won't be able to sell and then obviously you're always going to have the option with Amazon that, oh, we've run out of stock here, but don't worry, just scan this code and we'll send it to your house. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a wasted journey. The amount of times you've gone down to go and pick up, I don't know, um, a certain, you know, some pancake mix and they've run out of pancake mix because it's Shrove Tuesday. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, oh, okay, well, I'll have it delivered. Oh, Amazon can get it there to you by 7 o'clock tonight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So I, I just think, 
Yeah, so I just think, you know, Go Salon really is opening up the way forward for hairdressers to not only stock more products than they've ever stocked before, but they'll be able to stock their products on their own customer's home screen, mm. you know, behind yes. their own logo. So they've got the recurring buys from their customers because they'll just go and click through. Because that's yeah. what Go Salon's USB is about. Well, that's, that's USP that's... is about being in the background. Yes, and, and... We don't want to be in front of you and the customer I mean, it's like Amazon to... do. Yeah, we uh... want to be in the background. We want to set you all up. There's your logo. It's now on the customer's how, but screen. But how? I mean, look. I, I I think we discussed it before, right? But not discussed it directly. But we did. We did yeah, I know. But it's important to keep going back because not everyone's going to listen to every show of something. No, but, but so but, I have to keep. I have to keep refining it and sharpening. You know the actual benefits of yeah. this system. I mean, look. Salon owners are tired with competing with the internet for price. So we built a system with Go Salon, which means you don't have to compete with Go. Uh, Personally speaking, I'm tired of seeing the same old, same old sal salons anyway. You, you, mm. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm fed up to sort of seeing a row of chairs, a reception. You know this. Mm. I, you know, come on, come on, guys, let's do something different. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do something new, not yeah. different. New, new, you new know that I mean? hasn't let, been seen before. That's let's going to impress go, the customers. Let's go imagination. Go. Let's. Bring this totally. business back on track, like you know, and forget the chop the fat, all these sort of professional bodies bleating about things, right? Yeah, forget that's all a distraction. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, just forget all that. Yeah, that's all a rubbish. You know I mean? It's all a nonsense. Right, so next, next clip. The salon has its own website, and on its website has the concierge service that you can go to the concierge service, select your product that you like, see the reviews on it, and then make that decision based on the hairdresser telling you why he liked it. So you've got doubling. So the hairdresser is still the influencer. We must never forget that. There you go. The hairdresser is still the influencer. We'll your your customer is in the chair because they trust you. That's right. To do a good haircut. That's so right. why would they then not trust you to recommend the product that you need? <laughs> you know. So if that if you allow that customer to leave the salon without understanding what the product is that they need to keep their hairstyle in place or whatever then somebody else is immediately profiting from your work and from your expertise. This is what people don't seem to understand, that Go Salon gives them that opportunity. Because even though the customer might be sat in the chair and go, yeah, what's that product again? Ah, oh, it's a bit expensive here. You know what? I'll find it on Amazon later and I'll buy it. Well, well look, find it on Amazon now, buy it, and by buying it through me, I get a commission as well. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, listen, I, I'll tell you. I, I mean, as you know, right, I've, I've probably never sold a product in my life, right? And because um, my my theory of the best possible treatment for any hair, damaged hair, right, was to cut it. <laughs> Sure. No, I get that. Yeah, I get I mean, that. So, yeah totally. No, no, obviously, it, product it, it technology's just moved on. You know, you've got it keratin, just me, like, you've got you know, conditioning yeah. treatment. No, I agree. Look, you know, this is why my whole hairdressing philosophy is about, you know, condition is key. Yeah. Um, well, you did you know, that, you did that survey, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, did. I created a whole condition scale of hair, yeah. which, you know, you can't patent a condition scale or you can't patent a scale. It just gets named after the person that wrote it. Like, you know, there's a scale for chilies. There's a Richter scale that measures, you know, um, earthquakes yeah. and things like that. So it's not like that's that's intellectual property, but it's something I did in my previous career. And, you know, this idea that we need to bleach our hair 
and then put a product on afterwards. It's like, oh, I've got to break your leg first, but it's all right. I've got a plaster we can put on afterwards. It's like, no, just don't break break your leg in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's the, the best. Well, this that's is the, the best thing policy. that I could never understand with um, with technical work, right? Was that you know you've got all these products with repairs the hair, right? They they they're all meant to be the, the marble of the um, discoveries of of the century type of thing, and yet hairdressers, well, I'm not saying hairdressers, colorists, right, would always be very cautious about damaging their hair when it comes to yeah, totally. technical work. What's yeah, no, called? they'll lift it. Lo- yeah, they'll lift it slowly. Yeah. You know, obviously, the more technical the salon, the more focus they will have on condition. Yeah. Oh, we care about the condition. Well, you know, just yeah. Bleach the whole lot, and then just put these products on it afterwards. You know, make sure. Yeah, well, that works. But like I say, like I say, um, I went through this, and that's why I created this condition scale. But at the end of the day, people prefer color over condition, mm. and that's just a fact of life in Western civilization. Oh, you know, people, people hate their grey hair, no matter how many times I tell my customers no they're wisdom highlights you know yeah. people pay a lot of money to try and recreate that grey you know there is 90% of women out there that just will not go grey they just won't entertain they will, they it so this is why colour colour is still you know the biggest you know the biggest growth market in our industry I, I've so seen, with I've so seen... many re- repair products out there yeah. you and you're not getting involved in them you know, because they'll just buy it for cheaper on the internet. I mean, let's look at one of those salons that we did a, a case study on in London, one of your friend's salons. They're selling um, Olaplex on their salon website for twice the price that you can get it on Amazon. Yeah, right. I wonder how many products they sold through their salon website last well, year. Well, we know, right? It's, it's not... Uh, we, it's we... like literally the cost of the website would have cost them a lot more money than them making through product sales through that's why so all i'm saying is that's all i'm saying is is go salon is the platform that does all that for you and it's free to do it we do all the admin yeah you know do we you, create the affiliate codes for you so you can just share them with your customers do you and you've got a recurring fee you've got recurring commission that you pick up from your customers yeah. buying those products that you believe in aaron do you think yeah. that guy who banned me mm. from linkedin did their website too because I, I, I called him out. Remember when I yeah. said, why would someone spend £10,000 on a website just to sell someone's product? Someone else's product. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. The wrong way around. Your website should focus on you first and then and then you should facilitate the customer once they come to you because Don't, it's a noisy space, isn't it? You yeah, know, it online is. world. Did, you've, done your, um, you've done your... Um, affiliate marketing haven't you and you've yeah. tried to do all that you have to spend thousands on yeah. advertising just to get eyes on the website that's right, right. Forget, you know, I, it, it's not viable it's not it, financially viable we, we go back to color right it's all, when, when i was in the burton arcade salon right this mm. with, with this japanese girl came into the salon i mean mm. lovely japanese girl she was recommended to me okay and um and she, she came to the salon and wanted a completely different look, and that mm. I've I've you've been in London, you've been in London, right? You've seen these sort of Oriental girls, okay? So like with orange hair, pink, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely because their jet black hair won't won't go blonde, but right? Exactly, right? Yeah. But you know what? Right? She came in, and and my colorist, right? I'm going to mention his name, right? Because he really did mess up. I mean, Dan, <laughs> right, Dan. Right? What is a, a praise? Praise before you criticise, Joe. 
No, but you know, but, you know, but this was a this was an opportunity. Why is rare opportunity? You get as a as a silent owner. Oh, so you're not going to name him? Or you I, are I did. Name I just named him. him. Name him straight, right? It's one of those opportunities <laughs> you get as a silent owner where you could you got yeah. someone who's really attractive, money money to spend as well, right? And she mm. wanted to go out completely different. You you don't right. get many of those opportunities in, in the everyday silent life, right? Yeah. Uh, because you could you could set that as uh, as just as sort of benchmark and sort of say this is what we can do you know go out there physically sort of completely different and and she she wanted to go blonde right mm. and then to his wisdom was more more concerned about the condition of the hair sure then um then, then they did result, right? It was okay. More, it was, that, that, cause that was his mindset. Yeah, Dan's lot younger. All right, what's the point? What's the point, the Joe? Point what's is, the point The here? point is, right, is that don't worry about sort of the conditions because that you can resolve that. Wor worry about the result. If you can get the result, right, go for the result and not the, um, not the conditions. Well, no, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, whereas even if Dan did that service and the customer, obviously you're dealing in high-end salons, money isn't an issue, but I'm saying for 99% of salons out there, they're not going to buy the Olaplex from Dan when it's 35 quid there. Well, no, Olaplex was around this time. This, I'm going to go back about 10, 12, 12 years no, ago. No, I know, I know. But Joe, we're, we're, tr we're talking about thinking about stuff in the future context of how things are going to have to change in order for salons to survive the coming inflation crisis, you know, that's going to affect everybody, you know? Yeah. So let's, let's take those anecdotes yeah. from the past and let's, let's, let's bring them into a futuristic concept of salon 2.0. Because people are doing their own colour at home. They don't give a yes. shit about the condition. No, that's a different market. That's what I'm trying that's to say. Market. Because you could, buy, you could buy the products right online, okay? Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. It, people are not worried about conditioner. They're not worried about. They want result. They want to look. Yeah. Right. But that's that. But what I'm saying is that's more important for your salon customer, because if you're not creating an experience for them that gives them a wow factor, then they may as well stay at home it, and exactly. bleach their hair and save and, the two hundred quid on the salons, colour. Right, I'm more worried about selling a conditioner or try to protect the conditioner. Or you know, we care yeah. about the conditioner. Forget it. It, it yeah. holds you back. That's what totally. I'm trying to, you know what I mean? All right, I've got another clip for you. Let's let's move on. Let's move yeah. on. I'm conscious of time, Joe. We're at 53 minutes already. I just okay. want to get the last last. That's why you have the big screen. Here's the product. Here's someone talking about it. You can see it on the screen. You don't have to touch anything. You don't have to take it with you. And then if you like it, the hairdresser then goes, okay, I'm going to ship it to you. And it arrives at your door. So it takes all the hassle away. It takes all the hassle is away, it talking, Is it talking about Go Salon? He may as well be, yeah, because it all works exactly the same. You know, exactly. we're on your customer's home screen. They yeah. press the button. They press the button. They're already logged into their Go Salon page. It's one click and scan, scan and ship straight to their home if they want to do that. But the point is, you can do this seamlessly with the customer in your chair. You know, there's no hard sell. There's no sales tactics. They're just like, look, here you go, Miss, Mrs. Jones. This is the product I recommend for you to keep get, keep your hair. You can scan this cone; it will just ship to your uh, house. Okay. You don't need to take a big bottle. Home uh, okay. while so, you're, so how you're... do you educate? Do you educate the salon owner to educate their staff, or do you, do you educate this hairdresser to ignore the uh, the? Oh, the... finally, great question. 
Well, that's a really good point. I mean, I've spent the last year working with Coronados on the island, yeah, and we created this singing and dancing retail wall with scan-to-ship QR codes all over it. You don't necessarily need it because it's on your customer's handset. So you don't necessarily need the retail wall. The retail wall just helps facilitate and, yeah. and brings people in. And, and it, it Yeah, it, it's that first QR code which gets people to understand, oh, this is how easy it is, you know. that. So it, it illustrates that. It allows people to see it in a real-world context, and it gets them off their phone for a second. But fundamentally, you've got recurring sales that will all be then done through your customer's handset. You don't need to have an e-mirror on the wall, you know, with them to interact in it. They've already got their, their computer, their smartphone in their hand. You want to be up front and personal on their home screen. So when they check out, it's via one button on their home screen. Mm. Mm. Anyway, next clip. Eliminating all those racks of products that are useless, getting rid of them. If you want to see product, you the hairdresser know what's a great product. You yourself, again, it's that trust. If the client trusts you, she will do exactly as you say. So if you say, I want you to try this product, here's a sample of it, take it home, try it, and let me know what you think. There you go. That's about having skeleton products. Mm. That's about having a small, you know, small range of products in the salon for the client to take away or to try there and then. But when they next come in, if they like it or not, you've still got the optionality to yeah. sell them that product there and then if you want. But if you don't, if they don't want it there and then, you've still got the ability to go. Well, if you do change your mind, here it is. Here's the link to it. I'll send that to your phone. You just click it whenever you, whenever you're in a position to buy that, if you want, you know. So that's, I think that's powerful. I've got one more clip, Joe, and then we can, we can then wrap it up. Oh no, I haven't got any more clips. I say I've done all the clips. That no, was just the jingle. Do you like the jingle? This is a jingle. No, no, no it's, it's, got me, uh, it's a bit too noisy it's for you. Too, yeah, it's a bit too head that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm getting a bit cocky with audition now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, all right. All right. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to do a show about what Robert Labetta, like I say, he's up there alongside industry greats such as Sassoon and Sorby and he's really known as like a visionary he's in his 70s now I mean even he could tell you a few things I'm sure couldn't well, he Joan? Of course he can you know, you know what I would love to sort of sit down and have a, a, a coffee with him you know what I mean a, a Turkish coffee or a or tea or, or, yeah. or whatever. You'd have to go in, to California though, yeah, mate. Even, He's emigrated even to California. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I would yeah, just love sure. to sort of sit down and, and, and just sort of like just talk to a guy, you know, because obviously we yeah. we share the same passion. We've got the same philosophy. Yeah. It, well, it, the fact that he's in his seventies, you know, you're in your sixties, and you're yeah. still, you've still got so much energy to it, give it, to it, this industry. It, exactly. You know, the, our enthusiasm is still great. And it's, what really destroys us, our souls, right? Is is the, the narrative that's out there now. It, it really destroys us because. You know, we made, well, he made a very successful career. I had a very successful career from, from something that we really love. And, you know, when we talk, when we talk about hairdressing, today's hairdressers, right? There's, you can't, you can't infuse, you can't get, you can't get excited. I mean, you know, right now, the most exciting thing that's happening in the industry, right, is a new salon opening up in um, Belgravia. You know, so Darren yeah. Hurgison opening up in, uh, moving from Harvey Nichols, going to, 
to um oh yeah so you're you're hopefully going to go and see them guys so yeah, hopefully yeah, you'll I, be able to give us a bit more insight on the next show about yeah, that I, yeah i actually i actually want to go you know, let's say oh well done bro, bro, bro. i actually want to know what they're going to put in it mm. you know what i mean what technology what because I, I you know i know daniel he's always been very forward thinking it, it, it's uh, daniel and luke right they're they're cutters i mean they're what i would call cutters you, you know what i mean they're not they're not about it's all image with no substance, all sure. about image with substance, you know. All right, I mean? well, we'll look forward to that then on the next yeah. show. Yeah. Um, we can talk more about what they're doing there in their yeah. state I, I hope, they can because they're going to throw some money at it. Let's face it, yeah. they're going to throw a few quid at it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, they're, okay. they're moving out of Harvey Nichols, right? So that's no mean thing in itself, right? So, well, Harvey Nichols is finished, isn't it, Joe? Like, has has Harvey Nichols going to be earning any money if there's no tourists coming well, into London? Well, this is it. I mean, well, anyway, that's another story. Story. Let's not story. go down that rabbit yeah. hole. Right, okay then, Joe. I think we got there. We're 59 minutes in, so I think we need to wrap it up. You... What are you doing this week then, mate? What's, well, what's happening? Well, I play golf tomorrow. Yippee! Lovely. Um, and that's it, really. I think I'm working Thursday. Um, right. My motorbike's on the road. I mean, the yellow, um, the yellow pearl is uh, it's blasting around London, making yeah. a nuisance, which okay. is great fun. I tell you, it really is brilliant. When What's sun- London like at the moment? Is, there, is the road still a joke? It, the road is a joke, but you know what? Though? Having the having a, uh, uh, the the bike, right? It, it's it's fantastic. So like, see people sitting in a traffic jam, and I could just go whoosh through them. It is a great feeling. It really is a great feeling. I must yeah. admit. Yeah. So yeah, okay, London then, is mate. a joke. What about well, you? tell people where they can find you. Well, these days, not many places. Telegram and um, on Twitter. That's it, really. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe Mehmet H on Twitter. You still only got five followers, Joe. So you're obviously not putting the work in on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know what? I, I sort of like. Um, yeah. I, I'm not really. Tw- I've never been a really Twitter fan as such, really. I mean, I, I, I did. I did like LinkedIn. Ask me. It was quite nice, but uh, that's that's a. Mm. Uh, that's, uh, so I'm, are you finished with LinkedIn now? Yeah, I, 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 I kind of think with social media, to be honest with you. I, I really am finished with social media. I can't stand the noise from it, actually, to be honest with you. I really can't. Fair enough. You know. All right then, Joe. Well, you can find us at salonomics.gosalon.uk. Um, I've also written a few more blogs on the website, gosalon.uk. If you want to sign up to go get your free Go Salon web app, that will connect you to, and your customers to the products that you love on the internet, then you can do that by simply going to gosalon.uk and typing in your email address and your business name. And it's as simple as that. You'll get on the list like that and we'll get you onboarded to the network ASAP. Um, all right then, Joe. Well, thanks for today, mate. Look, it's gorgeous. It's 25 degrees. The sun's out. I think it's a Monday. It'll be rude for me not to go down the beach for some lunch. Uh, I so, think so. so. You enjoy yourself, mate. Well done. And, and go salon is the future. It has to Thank be you, the future. Thank you, mate. Thank you for saying to, that. Yes, three years and Amazon finally coming to the, the forefront and, and doing it for themselves has really, really given me a shot in the arm. But yeah. not one of those shots in no, your arm, listen, you know I, what I mean. I, I, listen, I think, like I said earlier on, I think so, the, the, the salons which are all, all back now, forget them. I mean, they, they, the sooner they wipe off the, the, the face of the map, the quicker, I think. Right? <laughs> Seriously. I really on that note, all right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But the new salons have to be 
as what what Ghost Town is all about. Gotcha. Right. Cheers for that then, Joe. <laughs> On that note, we'll go back to it. See you later, everyone. Right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Adios. Ghost Town Amazing. Go silent. This is amazing. Go silent. Amazing. amazing.